Welcome to the DCR Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Rand, and I'm in studio today with Brian Clark. That's not who you thought I'd say. Our, my co-host, and what I would, in this episode, and, and I would call him my big sidekick, because he always refers to me as his little sidekick, big sidekick, David Morris, is uh, calling in, zooming in uh, from his home in Palm Desert. What's up, David? How's it going? I, I am your bigger sidekick, but I'm 30 pounds lighter, so hey, I'm getting smaller. Like that, man. I like that. It must be all that fresh citrus fruit you have growing in your backyard there. It is. Yeah. Or as I like to call it, living off the land. Living off the land. Well, cool, man. And and of course, we're in studio here with producer Josh, so always good. But well, welcome, Brian. Brian's been a real estate professional for 30 years, buying, flipping, and selling homes. Currently, he brokers ranches and thousand-acre parcels and loves it. Five years ago, he bought a small failing coffee house and flipped that into 10x sales growth that's thriving in Sumner, Washington. Brian Clark, welcome to the DCR podcast, and uh, good to have you here. Thank you. Cool, man. Well, the cool thing about uh, Brian and is that one of the cool things is him and David go way back. And we're talking high school, right? Uh, best beyond. friends in high school type thing. Beyond high school. Beyond high school. Well, what 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 was your first experience meeting each other, guys? What was the what was that like? Well, you know, uh, David was uh, what was it, junior high or or even grade school? We went back to. And yeah. Yeah, we yeah. always just knew of each knew each other, you know, and played against each other on baseball field. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, we were just oh, yeah. you know just back in the day of the. You know the Bucks. I think I was on the Bucks, and I can't remember what you were on, but I was on the Patriots. Patriots, yeah. So <laughs> nice. You know the, those days, and and then we were in high school together too, as well. And and uh, you know, always were friends. Dave David was uh, um, more of a new wave kid, and and uh, I was more in with the the jocks, I guess. Yeah. And, and whatever, and we just. Uh, you know, always, but we're both, but we're both part hillbilly. We're both hillbillies <laughs> from Bonnie Lake, and uh, yeah, for sure. You know, we didn't live too far from one another, and and uh, uh, we were kind of similar in school. You know, we yeah. both had uh, extreme ADD and and couldn't sit still for five seconds, and and uh, I didn't know that about him back then, but found out later in life that you know he should have been on Ridland too, like I should have been. Nice. <laughs> neither one of us were, so we just went with it, you know, and rolled with it. Yeah. But, uh, you know, uh, well, yeah, yeah, the first, the first time I remember even hearing about you, Brian, this is before the coffee side of it was David said, told me, he's like, Hey, I'm going to, um, watch a band at the Tacoma dome. Who, who was it? It was, um, it's not like, uh, it was, Rob yes, Zombie. Rob Zombie. And I'm like, you're going to see Rob Zombie at the Tacoma? No, he's like, oh, yeah, my friend, my buddy Brian, you know, he loves Rob Zombie. We love going. It's like the only person that you listen to or would watch Rob Zombie with is with Brian here. So you guys are, much. you know. Yeah, we roll it old school. Yeah, that's right. Right. And apparently it's a pretty crazy concert, I, w I would imagine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They get, yeah. It is. It's pretty. It is. Parts of it we can't even talk about. Pretty wild. Pretty wild. Yes. There. <laughs> so you followed David kind of on the coffee journey then. You knew him as he was starting this thing. What, you know. Yeah, you bet. You know, we, uh, 
uh, I was well back when I was working construction years ago, and I would get laid off in the winter time or ask for a layoff, and I would head down to Central America and scuba dive for oh, you know, cool. a couple months at a time. And David had this uh, coffee stand out in front of his uh, stepdad's grocery store. And then he ended up buying this roaster and, and uh, we got to talking and and he's like, yeah, you know, I need to you know sell some of this coffee. And I have never done sales. You know, I, I'm just a big klutzy, uncoordinated hillbilly. I can't even talk right or right. You should see my writing. It looks like Frankenstein. Yeah. You know, and he's like, yeah, you want to sell some coffee for me? You know, because I'm, I'm going to roast oh, five wow. pounds of coffee here tonight. And <sighs> we got to do something with it. So... I'm like, yeah, let's let's go. And there wasn't any espresso stands. There was like a couple in a you know strip mall, and and there are very far and few uh, espresso stands that you could sell coffee to. And so yeah. I'd hop in my truck, and <clears throat> he'd roast coffee that night, and, and uh, you know I'd have like ten pounds of coffee, and I'd go out to the little espresso stands that I could find. There was like one or two around, you know. Yeah. And I'd go in there, and I, I just. I, if I could just see myself now, you know, what I right. look like, just how dorky I looked going in there trying to sell this coffee. You may have getting quite a few accounts. Yeah. You know, and it, was, it was interesting. So you're like one of the the original Delano sales reps. I didn't know that. I am. That's uh, awesome. Pretty much, yeah. He'd be, he'd be the original, the, the first employee of the roasting company. Wow. Uh, yeah. So right. That's amazing. I know you guys well, didn't know that. You know, I'm kind of a humble type of person, but, you know. And the, the other? Uh, he, was, he was employee number one of Delano's Coffee Roasters. We had employees, of course, when we were a coffee bar only and not roasting. But yeah. once we started roasting, he's employee number one now that I think about it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That is amazing. Yeah. It is amazing. I didn't ever, I didn't actually think about that till, till just now. I almost and need we, like a his flat first account that he got. His first account that he got was uh, Plateau Espresso, and, oh. which is still in existence yeah. today, right now. Yeah. And 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 uh, a lady named Patty owned it, and uh, we had a dark roast and a light roast only at that time. We only had what we called uh, it our flagship Dylan's blend, of course, and then we also had Dylan's Special Dark. And so Brian was at a. Uh, uh, account. Go ahead and tell the story, Brian. How you how you close well, the account? Yeah, I was at an account, and they were like, "Well, you know, we like this coffee, but um, we like it, you know, be a little bit more robust, a little darker." And I'm like, "Well, hey," I said, uh, "How about this? Let's mix Dylan's blend with this dark blend." <laughs> and so they're like, okay, well, let's try it. And so they got their grinder out and I dumped some in there, you know, and took out like a handful of this one and a handful of that one. Probably just stuck my hand in the bag, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and uh, they grinded it up and they tasted it. And like, no, oh, that's not right. So I put two handfuls of this one and one handful of that one in there and of the Dylan's blend and the, yeah. dark, and the dark roast that he had. And then uh, finally we came up with a concoction like, okay, here's the correct measurements and this is this is the blend now that we're going to use. I went back to David and I'm like, Hey man, I got, I sold, I got an account and this is the coffee they want though. They want it mixed. And he's like, well, okay, we can do that. And, and then he's, then he's asking me like, well, you know, what do you want to name it? And I'm like, I get to name it. And he's like, yeah, you yeah. know, so everything was kind of based around my right here back then, you know, and I was like, well, how about glacier blend? We'll name it glacier blend. 
And so I had my own blend for a long time. Yeah. And uh, it was the number one seller for Delano's for years. Oh, my goodness. And uh, I was actually promised royalties for that. Okay. And the plateau. Oh, here we go. Well, now, now I know why uh, we discontinued at least the name Glacier Blend. Yeah. And now it's black and tan, actually. So <laughs> it's coming uh, back. It's though. still... Well, it's, the, the, the only reason we changed it to black and tan is because uh, my younger brother, Casey, was actually not involved in the... In the in the company, but um, his uh, son is named Tanner, so it was a way to sneak uh, Tanner oh, in there. With got it. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Man, yeah. That was cool. the days. But we, Brian and I, used to go camping up at. Didn't we go camping up? What's that lake up there? Uh, Maui or something, or one of those lakes yeah, up there. But, but don't we go past Carbon Glacier or something up there? Yeah. Or not? Right up to the base of Carbon Glacier. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. They would, you know, David would ask me to take him camping because I'm like yeah. the outdoors guy, right? You know, and and so I and I'm very not. I'd, I'd set up the tent for him and get the fire going, and you know, yeah, we'd break out the bottle of wine and and uh, had a good good time, you know, nice <laughs> up in the mountains a few times and just just That's doing cool, stuff man. like that. And, and then, uh, well, the first time we went camping up there, a freaking bear drove us out to get the hell out of there. Remember? Yeah. You had a gun under your... Yeah, I had my Glock. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. Remember? Everyone was scared. Oh, that's amazing. And we have cash with us one time, too. <laughs> nice. Uh, oh, funny, man. Well, geez, man. I, had, I mean, I knew you guys were... Like, good friends but um yeah i didn't even i didn't know how yeah. involved you were with the start of delano's well, he used to really sleep cool. over yeah. there he'd sleep on the floor and right. on, a, on a mattress on the floor yeah and uh i had a house in buckley that i lived in that i was fixing up and i'd go by the roaster in the morning and he never got up very early so, you know i'd be up early and i'd take my screwdriver and i'd stick it in the door and pop the latch on the door and then go in there and wake his ass oh, up funny <laughs> no there there are big big giant garage doors on They're the front huge. of the roasting <laughs> facility and he popped the screwdriver and open up and go time to get up it's like you know six o'clock in the freaking morning nice <laughs> yeah time to get up guys <laughs> yeah time to start roasting some beans yeah some beans yeah. <laughs> So hey, I have a start a new thing I want to start with the with the DCR podcast. Uh, I've told Dave about, but I want to ask every employee or every guest about their very very first job. Um, I think that um, you know everyone we have is honest, uh, relatively successful. So it's interesting to see what their first job was and what they learned from that first job. And I I know Brian really well, but I don't really know what his first actual you know paid gig was. So. Yeah. What was your first job working for someone else, Brian? Well, I've been working since I've been about 12 years old or even before that, I guess, uh, you know, summer break in, in school, we'd, I'd go onto a construction site because my neighbors were all contractors and I would, I would, you know, scrap out the houses. I would pick up all the debris and throw yeah. it into the dumpster okay. and do stuff like that, you know, but, you know, prior to that, in order to buy my first motorcycle and, and stuff that I wanted, my my father worked at Warehouser and bring home a big truckload of wood every day. And I would, you know, be home to cut it and or split it and stack it every single day. And I made money off selling firewood um, to buy my first motorcycle. I never got nothing handed to me. Yeah. I always worked, you know, for it. And, uh, you know, then, then in high school, I started mowing lawns right after school, got out. I'd go with uh, a local landscaper here, um, Dalton Hunter, and and uh, 
green habitat or green habit, yeah. whatever it is, and eat and mow lawns, you know, d during uh, uh, or right after school, I'd go mow lawns for him. And but so yeah, I've been working my whole life. I'm actually need to retire like now because yeah. I've already put my time in. It's just getting a too much here. Yeah, yeah. Brian's literally pr probably the hardest worker that I know as far as wow. you know real work. Yeah, firewood splitting firewood is no joke. Yeah, I was the biggest kid, one of the biggest kids in school, though. No one messed with me. Yeah, forearms from massive. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. Firewood. <laughs> well, cool, man. So yeah, what? So then, you know, what drove? So you started, and you know, maybe your first professional sales career was with coffee, and then you've or turned it into real estate and mm -hmm. um, selling that and, and flipping property there. Like what inspired uh, you to take over the failing cafe? Well, let's just go back a little ways yeah. and uh, to where David and I were um, doing his, getting his coffee business going and he's, and I kind of owe some stuff to him. We started listening to uh, like Tony Robbins. Yeah. And David and I would listen to Tony Robbins. Anthony Robbins at the time. Anthony Robbins, Robbins right? at the time. Anthony Robbins, yeah. Yeah. And uh, it was just, it was, you know, him and I, with a couple cocktails, listen to Anthony Robbins. And we would, you know, basically um, just sit around and do that. And, and he helped me like learn how to be an entrepreneur at the yeah. time. And I was already, you know, basically buying my own houses and fixing them up and selling them and, and had the, you know, some reason I was doing, I don't know why, but my parents never taught me how to do anything like that. So David and I, you know, we used to, you know, sit around and listen to Anthony Robbins at the time and, and, uh, you know, start to build those, um, inner, um, process in your brain of yeah. how to, you know, uh, make yourself better, be a better person and, and to, uh, um, be more like, uh, um, entrepreneur rather than just working for somebody else. And, yeah. Um, you know, start your own business type of deal. And uh, so I found the cafe because um, I drive by it every day. And uh, long story short, my great grandfather used to um, be the uh, switchman for the railroad tracks out in front of the cafe oh, right cool. there back in the yeah. like, uh, 1930s. So he'd switch the railroad tracks over. And uh, he used to... Um, work at that garage it used to be a garage there like a called Sumner garage and he worked on cars there and then he worked on the railroad next door and then we had a farm up there in Edgewood um where I live now so I'm the fourth generation in that uh in that house and oh, I'm in cool. that, that my great-grandfather built when he came here from Norway and uh <clears throat> he uh um had a, some really deep roots in this town and and so do I being here my whole life and uh, and I just ended up driving by this it was a fruit stand. Uh, Mosby Brothers used to have a fruit stand in this when I was a kid. And so I used to deliver. Uh, I worked for Mosby Brothers back in the day. And I used to deliver vegetables and stuff to the fruit stand that they ran yeah. where the cafe is today or that I own. And uh, so the building's been there forever because it was a garage back in the 30s. And then it was a fruit stand. And, and uh, I just watched a few different people come and go and fail in that business and and i kind of looked at buying it years ago but never did just because uh this wasn't the right time and i wasn't you know i didn't know anything about running a, a business like that and finally we uh, 
I met Danielle, who is my wife, and she has experience in the coffee business. She worked for Bigfoot Java for 15, 20 years, okay. or something like that, when they first started. Yeah. And so she's been, um, you know, a barista her whole life and, and uh, uh, met her. And, and um, just back when we were actually not even married yet, I said, hey, you know, this place is for sale or not for sale down here. But I heard this owner is kind of struggling, you know, and uh, might be a good chance to go talk to him and see if he wants to sell. So we ended up going in there and making the guy an offer. And uh, he took my offer and and we've been running it ever since, yeah. you know. So it's been a, a neat transition. Um, it's two minutes from our house. And uh, Danielle, you know, she's my backbone of that place. She runs it. She's there every single day. Uh, her daughter, uh, Sydney, is our manager, and she works there. And, and uh, yeah, it's just a nice, yeah. nice uh, family-owned business. And uh, it's, it's doing real well now. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's thriving. Real well, real well is an understatement compared to how it was when he bought it. Oh, for Brian, sure. Brian and Danielle like, performed a miracle that I never thought could possibly happen. How much, how much they've increased the business at that place is amazing. Yeah. I mean, what are some of the, you know, and there's, we have a lot of listeners who, yeah, they're either thinking about flipping a place. They need a kind of a fresh, fresh wind to come in there for fresh coffee to come in there or something, you know, how were you able to basically, it wasn't an overnight, like instant success. This has been a five year to get to where you're at now, but how did you just turn the key and turn it over and, and go? I mean, we hear the passion that you had and just the family legacy that's on that property there and the life there. So that's got to be part of it. But what are some of the some other things that you guys did and decisions you made to yeah, when we first bought the place, it was basically just uh, kind of a rundown coffee house. And there was a couple of big old leather chairs in there that had rips all over them. And and the two guys that owned it were real nice guys. It was a father and son team. And, you know, but they were just kind of big, burly, bearded dudes. And, and um, they, you know, it just didn't really seem like the right vibe for a coffee place. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> we took it over. We went in there. We re repainted the outside, the inside right away. And and I started going through all the ingredients list. You know, like this guy was using the cheapest bacon you could ever imagine. It was so paper thin. <laughs> and I said, the first thing we got to do is change this bacon nice. into, you know, some decent bacon to put on these sandwiches. Yeah. And, you know, his bread was just stuff he bought at Fred Meyer. And, and it was it was just a shit show down there. Yeah. And they... Uh, they didn't know what they were doing whatsoever. They had no business being in that business and they were just kind of just fumbling their way through it. Yeah. And so when we took it over, we revamped the menu. We started, you know, adding more sandwiches to it and, uh, and it definitely got better ingredients and started sourcing better ingredients from different distributors and, and just made the whole thing better. Um, uh, as far as better uh, coffee, of course, better coffee. He had mm -hmm. some really nasty coffee down there. Yeah. And, uh, of course we switched to Delano's or DCR, what do you guys yeah. call it now right away? And, um, you know, let people know that's what we had in there now. And, and, uh, you know, so that, that really helped a lot just, doing that you yeah know. and we're all about the local community we like to you know support the locals and uh so we started adding um other things to the menu um more breakfast items more sandwiches more gourmet sandwiches and, and better products better better ingredients and everything and just made everything better in there then we redecorated the inside and did more like um uh 
a paint scheme, you know, and they're that the lifelike better um, instead of the dark, dreary yeah. um, wine color. Uh, it was like a maroon or something and yellow. It was just yeah. ugly. So we repainted everything. And, and then I said, well, hey, you know, uh, local beer uh, is really taking off around here. You know, we're starting to see breweries pop up everywhere. Yeah. And, and, you know, and I like it, you know, I like beer. And they got some you know, IPAs out there that are really good. And so I said, why don't we get a kegerator put in here? We got lots of room up front and we can put a kegerator in here. And so we bought a huge kegerator. Um, we got 12 taps in there now. And I have mostly all local beer from and beer cider from the local guys mm-hmm. around here. Uh, we have a couple from out, out of town, but mostly it's all Pacific Northwest for sure. Yeah. And a lot of it's right here in Puyallup at Sumner um, is where our beer and our, our ciders come from. Yeah. And uh, that really has taken off too. Uh, we got tons of people coming in um, all all during the day. People coming in that work. There's a lot of uh, warehouses around the area, so a lot of people drink um, beer in the morning, and, and they'll come and get their breakfast sandwich and have a beer because they're just getting off work, yeah. you know. And um, it's just uh, transformed it into sure. something that we would like yeah. and that we would enjoy going to, and that's what we transformed it into is something that we would enjoy. Uh, when we first bought the place, it was uh, just a bunch of toasters in there, like toasters you have at your house. Yeah. You put the bread in and hit and push the button down. Yeah. That's what we made all of our sandwiches because all of our sandwiches are mostly toasted. Yeah. These toasters were catching on fire. They were bright red when we were trying to, um, you know, we got a lunch crowd out the door. Right. You know, because people started realizing that we're there and, and our family's there and, and People are lined up out the door to get their sandwiches, and they come out burnt and yeah. and and not cooked right. And, and these toasters were like melting down in there because that's all we had in a bunch of microwaves. It was just it was terrible. And so we made it a big investment and bought a, a big turbo chef. Yeah, um, it cost us fifteen thousand bucks, but yeah. the thing paid for itself for sure. Year, easy. Wow, and it can pump out some sandwiches. Yeah, you know. And so now we're you know taking this thing from a couple hundred. When we bought it, you know, three to five hundred dollars a day up, yeah. up to, you know, thousands a day yeah. um, in the last five years. No, it's incredible. I mean, so I, I mean, I'm here and there like so you've one, you really know the area because you've grown up here and you have roots here and you know kind of what people want and the expectation is and what it could be, which is a big thing, as well as, you know, you've added the appropriate offerings throughout the day to keep the business cranking from open to close, you know, and I think those are two critical things that, yeah, it's, it's hard work and it's, and it's always adding, you know, what the people are wanting. And, um, so yeah, I think that's, that's cool. My wife would be like, well, what do we, uh, breakfast or we need to increase our business for breakfast. And so I would, I'm not like a, a guy that knows how to, you know, market, very well i'm not a marketer yeah but i would go on to facebook and i'd start doing marketing i did all of our marketing so anything you see on facebook for is yeah. cafe is stuff that i put on there well when i first started marketing our business i didn't do very well in the school and i didn't have this app now that i have called grammarly so now i'm okay. a professional yeah people would know like oh your husband um put that Facebook ad on there because it looks like a 10 year old did it, you know, nice. but they thought it was funny, yeah. you know, cause I would 
I was all messed up. So, but I would get it out there yeah, and yeah. I would just get the word out there and I'd boost these stupid posts. Yeah. You know, I'd boost them on Facebook and yeah. just to, and get them way out there, you know, to where people are coming in from all over the place hearing about our place, right. you know, and now it's just created its own momentum. Right. I mean, it's, it's gone from me pushing it, pushing it, pushing it to where people are, I don't even have to really advertise yeah. that much anymore. And people are coming in. We just like, okay, breakfast isn't doing well. Let's start pushing breakfast and, and, you know, let's create a couple more sandwiches and let's advertise this and boost it. And, and that's kind of how we yeah. created this thing. It's all just on our own. You know? love it, man. We never paid for so, anything. Yeah. So we, I mean, Dave, as you know, we have customers that take the business and kick it over when it's doing $500 a day and get it to $700 a day or $800 a day or yeah. $900 a day or even $1,000 a day right. to double the business. Yeah. You don't hear of... You don't hear of 10xing the business. No. You just do not hear of that. No, it's 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 amazing. Yeah, and you don't have to know. How, and you, you obviously don't know how to have to know how to spell to to do that. <laughs> I think one of the I think one of the best. We should do a future podcast episode because my brother Chris is notoriously horrible at spelling. Yeah, and I think we should do a, a spelling bee between Brian. Oh my gosh! On a, on a no. Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> don't make me I'm look any kidding. worse that's funny <laughs> i'm just kidding uh, and yeah. you know it's funny too brian you said well those guys didn't really fit because they're big burly bearded men and you're a big burly bearded man <laughs> well and that's yeah I, that's why i stayed up there i didn't ever make any food i just stayed up on the beer you know yeah. so i just yeah, heard, there you go yeah, you know when go. i when i used to work down there and help um, you know, Danielle runs the whole show now and, and her daughter and I really, you know, I come in Fridays and, and answer the phone and stuff and help out a little bit. Yeah. Um, just, you know, just to keep in good graces with the wife, but, uh, yeah, you know, she, she runs it and she does an excellent job, um, of running that place and we've got a pretty tight ship, yeah. a really yeah. good crew, really friendly people. Um, you know, we, we listened to our customers and what they wanted and what they're asking for and, and, you know and served it up to them and uh you know people most of all of our customers know us by name you know they all come in there and i don't even know their names half of them because i can't remember that many names but yeah you know they call us you know by name and and uh we have a really good crowd of uh older folks that come in in the mornings and and uh, some people don't come back anymore because we're so busy now that they don't even like coming yeah. in there anymore you know it's just uh but we have a really good base uh and uh a good community here you know we got a lot of car lots and that all the car sales gonna come over we got the old cannery furniture store a ton of those people come over yeah you know so it's we have a, a lot of regulars and it, it does real well because those people support us and, and we do a lot of nice stuff too for the community you know for the police officers we really love our police officers yeah. and uh, we give them free coffee and food all the time even though we're not supposed to but we take care of those guys yeah. they come in every single day i was just talking to eller today you know, cool. for about half an hour and, yeah and uh you know people appreciate that that we sure. you know try to do things for the veterans and yeah. and and help out around here you know in, in the community so so brian what do you add when you make coffee at home what's your favorite coffee what's your what's your morning go-to coffee if you had to only pick one i know you, you i think you buy a variety of coffees but i do buy a variety i really like that, that paradox i think it's called right now yep. and uh I, and i make it i in my drip you know how i make coffee yep <laughs> and uh i like the paradox it's uh been one of my favorites so far you know that's yeah really, cool. really that's good. a great coffee really good really good 
That's Paradox Blend, folks. You can order it on our website. Yes, and this makes a great cold brew as well. So, uh, yeah, well timed. Developed this well, cold brew. Yeah, yeah. So I, I would like to say this about Brian: that Brian has uh, not only is he a successful entrepreneur, but he's been like, the most loyal friend a guy could ask for. He's always been there for me and and me for him, and it's just been a great uh, friendship and now business partnership. And I appreciate it a lot. I yeah. appreciate you, buddy. Cool, guys. Well, if David, if you were here, you guys could do a nice little bro hug or something or a cheers or something yeah. like that. So, um, yeah. But anyway, well, cool, man. Um, should we jump in and rapid fire or what are you thinking, David? Let's do it. Let's, Let's do, do it. it. All right. Well, Brian, so what we like to do is uh, this section here is called rapid fire questions. And I'm going to give you two options. Okay. And you just got to just give your gut response to whichever uh uh is your uh preferred thing so what i say tenderloin or ribeye 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 perfect 70s music or 80s music uh it's a mix i'd say i like the 70s yeah good you know good, good house on 10 acres or house on a lake i would take the 10 acres sports car or suv suv so do you like to, as a spectator, watch football, basketball, or baseball? I would say football if I was going to watch any of them. Yeah. Weather outside, 75 degrees or 90 degrees? Uh, I'll take a 90. 90 degrees. All right. Is that, is that, is that me down here and, and you up there right now? Yeah, actually, it's exactly yeah. what it is. What is 90 here right now? Is it 75 up there about? 72, 73. Yeah. Well, I guess I should be heading down that way tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> waiting for the invite. That's why he agreed to do this to get the invite, man. That's the only reason I'm here. So I, I know. Don't go down Basically. The there you go. Um, okay, this one's kind of a multi-layered question. So I'm going to say Nike, Adidas, Brooks, or New Balance. Uh, if you're going to pick a clothing brand. Or an apparel brand, shoes brand. What well, you... I mean, if I'm going to wear the shoes, the New Balance are good for old people like me. So, okay. um, yeah. yeah, you know. So do you, and you probably know this about David, but um, he does not like to mix brands at all. So he would <laughs> never wear New Balance shoes with a Nike shirt. No. You would never do that. You're not allowed to do it. That's In fact, faux pas. It's so. faux pas. So how, how do you feel about that? Uh, for me, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. I, I don't really think, I don't put that much thought into it. Um, so you're okay with crossing. You can wear an yeah, Adidas sock with a Nike shoe and you have no issues with it. Yeah, Perfect. exactly. I mean, I sell million dollar ranches and I wear cowboy boots and, and baseball caps. Exactly. Got it. Got it. You know, Wranglers. And, and Nike doesn't make cowboy boots. What would you say? Hard work or really lucky? Hard work. I have never been lucky. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, Yeah. Sunset or sunrise? I'm a sunrise. Um, but man, I love being down in Mexico and watching the sunset. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm turning more into a sunset. Guy. Sun, more of a sunset guy. Yeah. Um, here's one. Um, you want turkey on a sandwich or roast beef? I'm the sandwich guy over here. Yeah, you know, uh, turkey could flare up my gout, so I'll stick with oh, roast beef. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's a good good move. Uh, French toast, waffles, or eggs Benedict for breakfast? Oh, well, eggs Benny. Yeah, eggs yeah, Benny. Crab eggs Benny from the 13 coins. Sounds really good. Oh, there you go. Crabs, there you go. There you go. <laughs> David, 
David picked eggs, Benny, even though he's allergic to eggs. So and he, he just he'll just do it. I thought that's so funny. Well, my allergy is not like a, a EpiPen style. It's just it's slight. Yeah, you only have EpiPen style aller, allergies with um, unroasted coffee. So that's that's that's, that's good. Funny. Yeah, that's, that's funny to see that. Too. Crazy all about. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that was that was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Golfing or fishing? Fishing. Yeah, fish on, buddy. I can't golf very good. So tent or an RV? Well, RV now. I'm too damn old. To right. Pretend. David like, answered hotel. It wasn't even hotel. Yeah, yeah, hotel, yeah. Hotel, hotel, holiday. And, and your coffee roasts, uh, light, medium, or dark? I'm a medium guy. Yeah. You know, I'm cool. A medium guy. Well, of course you are. You, it's Glacier Blend right there. It's right in yeah, between, right? It is. There you, go. Right you did it. You did it from somewhere the in the middle. <laughs> cool. Well, all right, Brian. Well, thanks. Uh, thanks for being on the podcast. Yeah, thanks, Brian. Thank you for being on the show. And uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, check us out at Delano's.com, D-I-L-L-A-N-O-S.com, and you can check out some of our coffees. And uh, we appreciate you listening. All right. Tell your friends. That's right. Thank you.